0: Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablens is holding on. Gut glory for Kablens. But it is all heart style Rico and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne cup in. Green light is on for the Green light on podcast. And it's a very, very big week for the podcast as well. Hello and welcome to the Sandown Park edition. I think this is about episode 142 or thereabouts. Going strongly. A massive, massive week ahead. Uh, we have the exclusive rights to release the box draws for the Pink Diamond finals. That'll be a bonus episode coming out over the weekend as well as obviously this one for Sandown uh, and in the next 24 to 48 hours, the release of the Meadows Saturday night edition. So a big few days for the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast and just, 10 to take a look at at Sandown Park in a moment. Run of the week. Looking back to last week, and I reckon Lawnhead Express was the run of the week. Obviously, Bobby Axelrod was magnificent, winning the Judy Haley for uh, Chess Hopkins, who was on the show last week, and yeah, I thought Lornet Express, the way that uh, this youngster was able to go about it, uh, flying sections 903, 2301, 3392, if you don't mind, over the 600 metres. So that was my run of the night from last week. Lornet Express for Team Daily racing. Scofflaw was last to leave. Best out on the inside, Louie. Here comes Lawned Express from the top of the track and Lawned Express is going to lead by three at the post with a lap to go. Medallia zoom, bump with Louie into the, that turn. Torpedo got around them. Next came Lakeview Lottie trying to loop the field as well. Next in the field was Scarlet Express a while back to Why Not Pearl and Scofflaw is last and about 15 lengths away from Lawned Express who is a mile in front. Lawned Express won this at the start and will win by about seven or eight. Second torpedo tears like for Lottie. Do not third, forget uh, this Greyhound Lawned Express debut in the last week and a half of December last year at Ballarat. was a good track but went 6.54, 25.02. So he has showed that ability from day dot, uh, just needed the step up to the 600 metres to get that clean air. And, yeah, even though he hasn't powered to the line, he's still gone 33.92. So those last couple of 600-metre runs have clearly Built the confidence of Lawned Express, and, and he might be one to keep an eye on because he's getting better, stronger, uh, and looks a greyhound on the up. Thursday's preview. The other thing being with Lawned Express uh, only whelped on the sixteenth of May, so. Only just ticking over two years of age, so plenty of upside there. Now, just 10 to get a look out to, to Sandown Park, Thursday, 8th of June. So nice early start, nice early finish, 6.04, race one. First event, I think the race uh, plays into the capable hands of Aeroplane Ricky. Nice debut on Sunday dominated from the top went 5-12 early, wanted to use a little bit of the track. Um, that's probably the only concern in this race, but yeah I think has uh, has enough class to be the runner to beat. The surprise is Mapunga surprise because there was massive support around for her first up she got beaten. Um, and then she finished off getting right through to the Maiden semi-final, running third, second in the final of that Vic Breeders series in town, behind Departed. So she's obviously got a big motor, and then we saw her produce her best uh, last time going 29.33. So I think she's a, an enormous talent, but the, the draw's sticky for mine from the Punga Surprise, but uh, definitely worth popping into a black book. Race number two, I'm with two, Closure, I think drawn to be on speed, hard to beat. Third race, I'm going five, Quinlan Bailey. what isn't, the deepest mix four and five for a Metropolitan race meeting. And, yeah, I think Quinlan Bale's got the speed to come across and lead and take catching. Race four, I'm going five, Big Energy on top. Uh, he was massive to win from the awkward eight alley last time. And I think they're going to be uh, taken for a nice ride. Connections of Big Energy because he does look a real genuine star. Race number five, I'm tipping the Red Shadows secret. Just got sort of held up and... Push back a little bit from box one last time out here, and I think there's a little bit less speed in this one. So hoping that he can camp right on the pace and be hard to beat from there, race five, number one. Uh, again, box one in race six going Scofflaw. I just think the grade fives in town over 600. If he draws this type of race from this type of draw... Um, he's going to be pretty hard to beat. He had no luck in that race behind Lawnet Express last time, and he has got the, uh, the right draw here. Race seven, going one again, Soda Apache. So tipping the first three legs of the Quaddy to go to the inside draw. Um, he is just a box one bandit. Two of the last three starts, he's had the red, and he's won them both You know, fairly convincingly. So I think from the inside, he's won four races in his career, four of his six wins from the draw, He's, uh, he's every chance to win this Soda Apache. Race 8, I'm going with 3. Amron Dan, you can just see him starting to build back to form, probably a little bit like his uh, mate there, Amron Boy, who's, uh, who's backfiring. I, I think Amron Dan's last few runs have just been Amron Dan getting back to his best, so happy to go with him, race eight number three, last two races, race nine number seven, I like gangster paradise. I think this greyhound goes best when there 's a little bit of room to move early from box seven there 's a big chance he 'll get that, and the last race of the night is my best bet of the night. race ten number four, mystic moment. I think this greyhound 's a class above these it's it 's one of the One of the easier races I think she's been in in, at metropolitan level. So based on that, I think we'll be very, very hard to beat. Uh, Just needing a touch of luck early, and I think uh, she'll take care of them in the last. Hunters, punting club. Keep it simple. 25 each way, race 10. Number four, mystic moment for me. Uh, of course, chances are you're going to lose. Uh, call Gamblers Help, one 858 or for free online confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Inside Info if you look to the and final at Sandown Park tomorrow, you'll see that a quarter of the field is made up by the Saunders Kennel of Somerville. And the leader of the Saunders Kennel, the Saunders clan they like to call themselves, is Gail Saunders. And she's good enough to have a chat on the podcast. Hello to you, Gail. I'm very well, thank you. Hello to you. Hey, uh, good to have you on the show and have a little bit of a chat about your involvement and these runners that you've got at Sandown Park. But let's let's start right at the beginning. How did you get involved in Greyhound Racing?
1: I was married into it, James. I didn't know anything about greyhounds until I met Daryl.
0: Would you say it's a good thing because I need to pass this information on to my wife who I've brought into the uh, the industry of greyhound racing? I
1: couldn't do without them. Um, I I got a bit sick about 20 years ago. We got out of them for a while because we lost a whole litter and it took us – so we got out of them for about five years and then I got sick, so Daryl goes, well – Hang on, you're not sitting around. We're gonna get back into the greyhounds, and I can say to this to this day they saved my life.
0: Wow, we do hear that, Gail. A lot of people say that they're um, they're very therapeutic.
1: Oh, oh, James, they saved my life. Honestly, um, just the way they can tell and the kindness of them, it's just magnificent. And that's probably why, as you know, I am so soft on my dogs. And Gail and I do put. Uh, very caring into them because I wouldn't wouldn't be alive without them.
0: You can see from the outside looking in the love that you have for your dogs and I know yep. from from my perspective when I've watched you with greyhounds, whether or not they win or they run last, you, you treat them exactly the same after a run.
1: And, you know, I, most people know that I've got two running around at are nearly five and a half and still doing well. Now, that wouldn't happen if you don't put the time and the effort into them.
0: What about these runners at Sandown Park on Thursday night? You've got a quarter of the field in the maiden final. There's a couple of really good ones in the race, Sarah Plain, Ricky and Mapunga Surprise, but you put the polish on Uh, Miss Dacos, who I'm intrigued to find out a little bit about the name, and also uh, the other (laughs) runner that you have in uh, Drawn uh, Box number three, Meso Dreaming, what do you make of these two and where do the names come from?
1: Well, um, we bought them off um, Spod, you know, who he is with Cal. Um, we didn't sort of, when we first picked them up, we thought, oh, what have we got? But they've come, look, they're really good triers. They're not quick dogs. Miss Dakos is very fast and she's been fast from the very first time we trailed her. You know, she, she comes out um under 514, 516 or under every time she trials or races. And that's why we thought we'd go to Sandown because, okay, she could be in front, there could be carnage behind and she might get away. But she's not a strong dog. I, I don't think she's going to run out 500. You might be able to put her up every now and then like I used to do with um, a couple of my other ones. Um, and Meso Dreaming, which is her sister, um, she's... Terrible out of the boxes, so she's terrible out, but she is showing that she's going to run 600 or more, which her mother did. So she made up really good ground last week and we were really pleased with that because she is a bit more timid than Miss Dacos. So that's the only reason we took them to Sandown because we'd been running them there and they were comfortable with them. And they've done all right. It's a really hard field on Thursday night. And there's a lot of scratchings in it now, which is going to make it easier for the two favourites. But I still think Mistakos will be out in front because the four tends to go to the centre of the track when he jumps. Um, the two tends to go to the centre of the track when he jumps. And Meso Dreamy will be slow out, so he'll be able to get over there. Um, but he should take over um, very quickly. But as you say, you've got to be in it to win
0: it. Oh, you do. You do. Are you a Collingwood supporter by any chance? Oh yes, <laughs> is that is that where the names come from? So Mason Dreaming is yeah, yeah. in well, Mason Cox and Miss Dacos, obviously for the Dacos boys.
1: Um, no, so Miss Daicos is after the Dacos boys, and you should know that, James, because most of my dogs were called Mister Pendlebury, Pendlebury Road, good old Pendle. That's right, I like it. <laughs> and um, Mason Dreaming's my grandson's name's Mason. Okay. And my my son always used May in his name, like Rebel May Road, who's in the last race. So he just you know, uh, foot and tongue and said, may so dreaming. So, yeah, but they're, look, they're lovely little bitches, a bit small, but look, they'll win races, but it's not going to be in the city. It'll be, you know, they'll be handy little country dogs.
0: Uh, we can put them in the black book now. I've actually jotted them into my black book as nice little country dogs and maybe when Miss Dacos bounces out at Warrigal or something like that, we can uh, tip uh, a bit yeah, of the, th- the hard earned I, <laughs> I
1: think we're going to take her to Tarragul because I think that long straight will yeah. feel good. Yeah, and there's heats coming up at Taralgon, so I think I'll take – if she doesn't do – which I doubt she will, but if she doesn't do any good tonight, she'll probably go to Taralgon. Just giving her a little room to run away from them because she's not real good on turns, I've noticed, in her last four runs. You know, a lot of dogs are fast beginners. They turn and they kick. She doesn't tend to do that, so she needs a long straight to get away from them.
0: What about race 10, Rebel May Road, the old war horse? How's he going to (laughs) go?
1: Wow. We only put him in. Look, I don't know why he's still running. He just loves it. He absolutely loves it. He just loves to get out, and he always tries like he did. If they had moved off the rail for him on Sunday, he would have won the race. You know, he never puts himself in danger. He hates box eight, so I'm not giving him much chance, but he'll give his 100%. Look, he's just a good old dog that loves to go out. And why he's fitting that. And look, I've spoilt him rotten. So, you know, he, he and he's not going to put himself in any danger. He doesn't do that. He won't jam his way through or anything like that. So, if he gets a gap on the rails, well, they better watch out because he ran um, 512 18, 1898 the other day in a, tri- in a trial. So, he's still got it.
0: Mm. He does. Yeah. I- I love the passion in your voice, Gail. You can tell how much you, you love these greyhounds and you, you love racing. As I let you go on the podcast, who do you rate as the best of the three chances? I know you haven't given a massive push for them, and we're probably better off um, waiting look- till they get to the country, but Miss Dacos, maybe with that early speed, if she was to get lucky in yeah, front? Frame-
1: there could be a bit of carnage on the first turn because uh, the two runs out um, and the seven runs out and the five tends to get tangled up, so if there's carnage and she gets away, she might fluke something. So, yeah, she's my only chance, I think. Yeah, and with the old boy, he'll be last out, go to the rails, and if they move off, he'll scoot through. So that's the only thing I can hope
0: there. Well, keep doing what you're doing, Gail. It's been great to, to get to know you on this podcast for the listeners out there. And uh, Collingwood, as I let you go, I probably should ask you about them. You're a passionate Magpie supporter, as we've heard. I've sort of stirred you up a little bit. I'm a Magpie <laughs> supporter too, but um, you'd be pretty happy with the way the boys are going at the moment.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really happy. I'm happy because they're playing as a team and mm. they're happy about playing as a team. And, you know, I'm a very team-oriented person. But um, I get a bit angry when they pick up on Paul Degowie all the time. You know, a lot of people have done a lot of things worse than him and he he couldn't get out of what he did the other day and I get a bit upset when they pick on him, but that's just me, the motherly in me.
0: (laughs) I love it, Gail. I love how passionate you are about the footy and the dogs. Good luck on Thursday night and good luck with the pies for the rest of the year. Thank you. And that is all for this episode. Nice little quick one, just 10 on the program, so no good doing a massive podcast, but there will be a massive podcast out later in the week Uh, just reiterating we do have the rights the exclusive rights to record I believe in the Sports Bet Studios uh, for the Pink Diamond Finals there'll be a heap of them Uh, we'll bring you all of the action there and the early thoughts myself and I think Nathan Rooney is going to be the other man in the chair for that one so don't go anywhere that episode will be out later on in the week over the weekend and the Meadows one not too far away so the Green Light On podcast working hard punters until next time safe travelling and as always, happy party.